Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Welcome. I'm Ivory. And this is Raz. And today's topic is haunted houses. Before we begin, we want to say hello to our listeners in Denpasar, Bali. That's a place I've never been in the world. I It's wow. high on my list. So thank you for tuning in. That was exciting to see. There's a lot of you there. Yeah, I hope you're great. I hope you're laying on a beach in paradise and listening to the show. That's that's lovely. <laughs> We're here in a little piece of paradise. It's just a different kind of paaradise. <laughs> true. So we're going to talk about haunted houses. And this is not going to be like the spooky looking like an Adams family house. I, I mean, they're out there. I, I lived in a house like that. And I'll talk about that, too. It looked like the Adams family house, too. True. But realize that you can live in a modern suburban neighborhood and your house or the house next door or across from you can be quite haunted. Uh, it doesn't always have to do with the home itself or who lived in it, but it also can be about things that happened on the land. So we're going to talk about all of this. Roz and I have had experiences. Um, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I know I told you this, Roz, but I remember saying to one of my spiritual mentors, I don't understand why every house I've ever lived in is haunted. And she just started laughing and she said, well, you're a medium, you know, you're like, it's like a light standing in the dark with a million moths, you know, they're all like, hey, let's go talk to her. Let's go visit. (laughs) And it has been like that. And funnily (laughs) enough, like um, the first house I can remember, I was, it was the same house I lived in when I had my first that I can remember angel experience where I was lost, kind of walked off the property as mom was hanging laundry and, and an angel brought me back. Well, my family is back, was back in Maryland over the weekend. And they, my sister took a picture of that house, which is now it was an old school house with a bell in the top that my dad remodeled. restored, And now it's almost reclaimed by the, by the wild. It's been abandoned for so long. And now it looks like a haunted house, but there were a lot of spirits in that house, uh, walking around, jostling. I saw them, you know, um, nobody else seemed to see them. I don't have very clear memories of exactly what it was. I just remember I wasn't scared because I was so young. I just thought, you know, I didn't have any, no one told me you should be scared of that. I wasn't allowed to watch scary movies or shows at that age. And there really wasn't on anything on TV very scary back then. It was the olden days, folks. So um, even then, it was haunted. What's your What's your memory, Roz? Like something from you know, to me, because of exactly what you said, I I could see spirits, beings from other <laughs> dimensional fields. And many, many times in houses, um, there's just these, you know, spirits appear. And I never connected it that they were coming in to visit me. I Like you, I was a kid and I was just like, 
I remember, you know, saying to my mom, who's that man over there? <laughs> you know, my mom going, where? No, when I said things like that, my parents said, you have the most active imagination. You have a great imagination. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was my mom was always just going, I don't know, but tell him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom was no nonsense. I like that. Yeah. Get out of here. I probably I can honestly say that I really believe a lot of these haunted quote unquote houses. Those are retained spirit energies. That's that's a frequency or a field of the earth where it's easy for them to stay there. Or sometimes it's just the building. But I'm with you. I think it has a lot to do with the earth itself. Um, it and who's living to, in the house? Yeah. It also has to do with um, the, yeah, the attitudes of those present. And it's very funny because there are so many people that move into a home. They don't get any vibe or any see anything or feel anything until they move in. And then the parade begins. <laughs> yeah. And you know what that makes me think of, Ross, because you helped me that last house I had in Sedona. Oh. Oh, gosh. It called to me. It was so cute. If I posted a picture of that, you'd be like, that is an adorable house. It looks so cute. There was something in there that really wanted me to live there. And maybe it was the Native American man that people kept seeing who were also mediums in the house. And he seemed real happy I was there. But there was something about the land at that house. And so it was super cute. And I was very relieved to find it and move in. And then almost immediately started having unexplained serious injuries and illnesses. And there were creepy things like it would, I'd be sitting on my sofa in the living room and it would sound and feel like an elephant rammed the wall from outside on the other side of where I was sitting and the whole house would shake. And there's just no room out there for a big animal. There's nothing that big in that area. There's javelina. They are not going to feel like an elephant ramming a house. So um, there were things crawling, heavy things, scrambling, crawling on the roof. And The, uh, the interesting thing, I think, about that experience that you had was, and then I find this in a lot of haunted situations for some reason the closet becomes the portal mm -hmm. and you find that in so many homes and your closet in that house was just amazing I remember you'd text me or you'd call me and you'd be going okay there's all this stuff flying around in my closet there's all this noise <laughs> <laughs> It, your closet would just be decimated, like your shoes would be all off on the floor. And I was like, ah, these guys are so annoying. I didn't even want to go in there. What was really funny is, and not ha-ha funny, but in the middle of the night, there'd be stuff happening. It would start sometimes in the middle of the night. And I'd be laying in bed and I, my phone would, I'd get a text and Roz would say, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, I seem to have a pretty good uh, radar for those 
it's amazing. Like once you lock into somebody, you're you're helping them, you're locked into them. Like then you really pick up on their energy. Yeah. Um, it took so much. Like there's so much happening in that house. Like um, even weird things like I was hold several times I was holding really hot cup of beverage and I live lived alone and something would like knock it. You could see it like knock from underneath and knock that thing out of my hands and put boiling water all over my hands cooking in a skillet. I was frying something and a geyser shot right at my eyes. I mean, I've never seen that in my life. I've been cooking for decades, never seen that. Thank God I had glasses on. I still have scars on my neck from that little episode and tearing my rotator cuff, doing absolutely nothing, waking up one day and I can't walk. That was the start. Remember that when I was just in agony for two and a half years, day and night, I was like, oh my God. Nothing happened. Went to bed. I'm fine. In the morning, I'm in agony and that's it for two and a half years. And it's still dealing with some of that. So there's a lot of physical things that can happen. It's not all about seeing scary things, hearing scary things. Well, one thing that I, when it really first, you know, started becoming like actually to me and investigation thing, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, was in the 80s when I, you know, that was like the fax, the day of the fax machine. And I had a home office and um, because my kids were all little and I had a fax line and then a call line. And I would say to somebody, they'd call me up and I'd be working with them and they go, well, my house is really haunted and I'm scared and this is what's happening. I would say, okay, go outside, take a picture of the house and fax it to me and write the address and any pictures inside. Like if you have a room of a lot of activity, send me a picture of that and fax it. And I would get these faxes and I could clearly see on the fax who these spirits were and what I knew what they were up to already, but, and people, other people would look at those pictures and see nothing. And even at that time, I would think I would tell people, okay, this is what you have going on here. This is what you have to do. Just do it. You know, don't think about it. Don't analyze, don't question, just do it. And that was before the day when I had, any knowledge of Organite or Organ devices. And I would tell people, okay, go get some clear quartz, put it next to a penny, get a true copper penny, put it in the four corners of your house. And then they'd get back in touch with me. They'd go, yeah, it stopped. <laughs> I'm going, well, we blocked it. <laughs> Sometimes you can do it. Like with that, and sometimes it takes a lot, and sometimes it never goes away. And, well, and, and it's it attached to the, the land. Intention. Yeah. Pardon? It depends on the intention. Not only that, but it inten- it depends on what it is. If it's a spirit, it's one thing. If it's an entity and it's attached itself to the land, I think that's really difficult. Like that house in Sedona, Um I was doing everything I could and knew you were helping me. Shaman were helping me. And it came down to my angels saying, you've got to get out of that house if you're going to survive this. And I asked my angels, okay, get me out of this house into a safe place as quickly as you can. And within a month, I was living here. 
boom, out of there into a place where I could actually truly heal from all of this and kind of uh, go over, like, it's just mind boggling what everything that happened, but, but in childhood, like the things were so much, they started so much simpler. And, and I'm, I remember something that always sticks in my head. And my sister also sent me a picture of this house last weekend, which I can't even recognize now. When I was nine or 10, we, my mom bought and dad bought this three-story old hundred year old house looked a little bit like the Adams family, only not decrepit. And right away, I was seeing spirit in that house. I was feeling cre- a creepy presence. On the third floor, at first we had a renter up there, but later my, as the family grew, my mom and dad decided, let's put the three girls, at that time there were three girls, let's put them on the top floor. So me, I'm the oldest, and two sisters slept up there dormitory style in this huge bedroom and there was no closet. So they bought an antique armoire and put it in there. And that's why I don't like armoires to this day. Because in the middle of the night, it would creak open and I would hear my name whispered. And back then, before people started calling me Ivory, my family called me Sherry. So I'd hear Sherry, Sherry creeped me out. And I remember getting up shutting the door. And that wasn't enough. It would do it again. So then I started locking it with this old key that came with it. And I put the key in the bottom drawer before I went to bed. Same thing in the middle of every night. Sherry. I was so glad when we moved away from that house because I liked being up on that third floor during the day, but at night, no, thank you. And I think it actually was that particular thing was about the armoire. I didn't know about clear. I was a kid. I didn't know about clearing the energy. My parents are very conservative. They didn't know about that. So whatever, whoever owned that armoire, several people that owned it, we brought that into the house. And that's why I can't watch The Conjuring. (laughs) The first Conjuring movie, my daughter takes me to it at the theater. And there's an arm. This is back when I used to watch scary movies. And there's an armoire. It's about an armoire. I'm like, nope, I'm done. She says, oh, I forgot. (laughs) So it's like, nope, that's out. But that was the like innocent things. And then then we moved to this place called Oak Acres in Maryland that's in the Appalachians, but it's an upscale neighborhood. And my dad built this beautiful house there. And I would come home from school. I was a latchkey kid. I'd come home from school and I'd be watching TV in my parents' bedroom. And I would hear a door close, footsteps up the stairs, footsteps across the towel floor in the living room kitchen. And I'd say, hi, I'm in here. And then I'm a kid, you know, I'm te- a young teenager. So I'm watching TV. And then I, 10 minutes later, I'd realize nobody came in. Nobody said anything. And I'd be like, hi, hello, nothing. And I'd finally get up and look around. No one's there. No cars in the driveway. No doors are unlocked. Nobody else in the family had these experiences, but I had so many weird lights shining up from places no light can shine from and weird, just weird things constantly there. Strange noises downstairs where no bedrooms were down there and everybody was in bed asleep. Just uh, that kind of stuff in pretty much every house we lived in. Then it escalated later. Well, I think you have to, you know, you have to reach a certain point where you realize that this is not, it. it's scary. And it can become dangerous 
if you have a very uh, volatile situation where you do have a low frequency negative entity who's messing with you. But for the most part, these are just spirits and they're still there. And they've lived there at one time. A lot of times when you get that footstep thing, they're still moving around in that energy field that's outside of our, you know, seeing dimension. But we, those of us who are clear audience, like you and I, where we hear things and other people don't hear them, it's quite an adventure. <laughs> you know? Yes, it is. So I think people <laughs> need to realize that this is far more common. And I think, you know, people have become more aware due to all of the videos mm-hmm. that people post of things going on in their house. So, it's it goes on. It's happening. It does. It was like the late '80s when I started uh, forming paranormal investigation groups and going in. I would go in and clear people in homes of unwanted energy on my own. But the paranormal investigative groups, we were investigating mm-hmm. all over Central Arizona, uh, particularly in the Prescott area where I lived at the time. And it was that when I really it really helped me calm down about it and accept that this is just, you know, they want something usually, but there's also sometimes we would find that it is the repetitive spirit where they always went from their bedroom, walked down the hall to the living room. And so you'll see them coming down from the bedroom to the living room. They're not, they don't even know we're there. There, It's just a, an old pattern of energy that we're seeing, experiencing. True. But most of these houses, I got to tell you, that I lived in that were haunted were very nice houses, brand, some brand new. Um, we're going to have to do a part two on this topic because there's so much more to talk about. Well, neither Roz and I are spring chickens anymore. So we have decades of haunting <laughs> experience we can share with you. And I know people are really interested in this. And I know a lot of you are probably dealing with this. Any last thing you want to say about this today, Roz? I think if people can kind of not be as reactive with the fear, if nothing is physically happening to you, like unfortunately in your situations, you experienced a lot of direct physical illness action, things happening. But I think that's actually a little uncommon. So you can kind of stay calm with it and realize it's really physics. It's really energy. Mm -hmm. Everything is. Well, we're going to continue this conversation a bit over on Patreon if you want to Jump over there, look for us under Sedona Soul Sisters, and we'll talk more about this because, again, a lot of you have expressed interest in this topic. And uh, as always, we want to know what you want to hear about. This show is here a service to you. We like sharing our knowledge and experience, but if there's something we're not covering you'd like to hear, you'd like us to go back to and cover differently from another angle, let us know. We will be very responsive to that. Uh, Next week, our topic 
is leave regret behind. You don't want to drag that ball and chain around behind you the rest of your life. We're going to talk about how to avoid having regrets and how to deal with the ones you already have. And in the meantime, we hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.